I'm like, we're trying to catch our flight. He's holding us in the office, and we're all scared shit. Like, because the guy was very weird. And he was like a senior official putting his feet up on the table, smoking butts, and like, and we're all sitting there like, and he's like, you you like cookies? I get you cookies. <laughs> Hey everybody, welcome to episode 130 of It's Just Bodybuilding. Uh, myself, Big Ron Parlow, I got my producer Scott McNally, and Dusty Hanshaw is missing in action this week. I don't think it's coma related, but we have uh, our favorite, our favorite last minute fill-in, legend, Hall of Famer, you know, all that stuff, Jose Raymond. What's going on, my friend? What's happening? I'm Dusty's sidekick, so he, he calls me when he can't be here. <laughs> it's uh, it's awesome that you can still depend on Jose to to fill in for Dusty even after all these years. What? How many how many years were you guys on I Force together? Three. And Three? Did, no, did, did you know each other before he that? Was, I can't remember. Was, um, and, and it was a long time ago. Now we're talking seven years ago. Over seven years ago. And people still think I live with Dusty. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's funny. Yeah. I get messages yeah. all the time. How's Dusty doing? I'm like, I don't know. You just saw him. You see him as much as I do. Yeah, yeah. Right. You're crazy. You're all, yeah, exactly. You're, you're, you're still in the, the same area, right? Like the Boston area? Yep. Yeah, I live like a half hour north of the city. I've been spending a lot you're, more time in the city recently. Nice. What's going on? Yeah, there? my buddy. Let's give us the update. So I think if you had watched any of the Boston Pro, you would have seen that all the pros were going to a certain gym. It's a private yeah. gym, and uh, my buddy Nate opened it. Um, you know, he just opened it before the Boston Pro, so they christened it. Everyone came in there. Jay was there. Victor was there. Brandon Curry, um, the kid Urs, all the bikini girls. Um, everyone who competed at the Boston Pro came in to uh, get a pump. Or he had um, massage therapist there that was working on everyone. So I've been working in at his gym. Uh, it's worth the ride for me because it's um, it's a beautiful facility, you know. And I helped him handpick all the equipment, so it's all bodybuilding specific stuff that you've nice. seen through the years. A lot of the flex leverage stuff. Um, we got some Atlantis, got the Rogers Pro Squat, um, probably a lot of stuff that you have. You know, the, the yeah. stuff that the average person doesn't know about that is a must-have in your gym. Yeah, you know, yeah. And he, what, what, what's, what's his place called? Gym Hub. Gym Hub. So it's a private yeah. gym. So you, like, like, like normal people can't go train there unless they're what, with a, with a trainer or what? Yeah, yeah. So he, he he built it for trainers because he's a trainer. I'm a trainer. And um, you, you know through the years that trainers pay the facility a shitload, especially if they work for these big chain yeah. gyms like uh, Equinox or a Boston Sports Club. You know, the, the gym will charge 175 bucks an hour and pay the trainer 50 bucks an hour. Yeah. So – now all these trainers can leave that place, bring their clients with them, and keep all the money except for the money that you pay per hour to the gym. Nice. So 
you know, they'll make they'll double their money by leaving those big chain gyms. That's cool. So he, yeah, yeah, that was his uh, business um, motto. You know, but you can also buy a day pass. So he sells day passes, but there's no memberships. Huh. That's cool, man. Right, that's right. that's what turned me off of personal training. You guys remember uh, Bally, like Bally, uh, Vic oh, Tanny, yeah, and all that. Bally Fitness. Yeah, I got a, I got a, um, a job as a personal trainer at Bally, and I was like, oh yeah, you know, this is going to be cool, and I'll get to like work in the fitness industry. And they're like, yeah, so we're going to pay you about like twenty dollars a session, you know, and if you go yeah. through our classes, you can pay us for classes, and if you get to a level three trainer, then you'll make thirty dollars. Meanwhile, they're charging like a hundred dollars per person. And these people, it, yeah. like, it really, it just, I couldn't do it. And that sucked. But this sounds like a, this sounds like a cool thing, especially when I'm thinking. So if you were just, if you were just getting into training, because I know we do have people that ask questions about this kind of stuff all the time because they're getting into training. If you're just getting into training and you didn't have like a big clientele, you're not paying like an, a monthly fee. Exactly. The, I like that. That would be the way to do it, though. Yeah. I would do that you if I lived around there. You as much as you were. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. So, and he doesn't do so there's, deals. Like okay. He wouldn't say, yeah. if I train this many people, uh, give me a deal. I'll, I'll pay you 2500 a month. He's like, no, it's just – you. And it's all automated. You go on the website. Huh. You pay for that hour. You book the session, and that's it. There's no discussion, nothing. That's cool. And that's, it's private. Uh, it's locked, so people will have a code to get in, too. Yeah, he yeah. cameras right. everywhere. He knows – if you bring three of your, your buddies in there, <laughs> you know, so it's yeah. it's a very well-oiled machine and uh, very well thought out. And it has three private training rooms as well. So if you have a client that doesn't want to be in front of people, yeah. you can go train them in a in a good size, fully equipped private private training room. Well, that's cool. There, there's a, um, there's, there's a, a awesome. couple of different... There's a couple of different things about, so he, so what you're talking about, Jose, um, that would be the way to do it for a card locked private facility because you can like, how many trainers do you think use the gym? I mean, he could handle like a hundred trainers, couldn't he? I'm not at one time, but sure. Throughout a week. Yeah. No, no, but yeah, total. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So whereas at our gym, because we're, we're, we're open and we have all the members we have to be careful not to get too many trainers because huh, you know you right. don't want to get a hundred trainers. So so we we can't do the pay per session idea because then you'd get a ton of like like trainers that just had a couple clients. You'd get all of them in there all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so we we charge a flat rate. So it's like a flat monthly rent. So unless you've already, unless you're going to be doing like, I can't remember what it is, but unless you're going to be doing like 40, 50 sessions a month, it's not really going to be, you know, you know what I mean? So yeah. it kind of yeah. encourages, it, 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 it encourages only kind of the full-time trainers to come and like exactly. set up shop there. And, and then you get fewer of them. It's easier to manage. But, but um, the pay per session thing, I, you know, I'd love to have a card lock trainers gym and just get all of that business. Yeah, well, maybe that's the next because, project. Because there's no membership, there's only trainers on the yeah. floor. Like yeah. the, the whole time. Like when you're in there, when you're in there, how many people are in there? Uh, I've never seen more than twenty at a time. Yeah, um, yeah. 
and he he does get quite a few day passes on a regular basis. Well, I bet because people have never seen this equipment. You know, right. a lot of it is is old. Like the flex leverage stuff is thirty years old, but it's incredible, and nobody has it. Huh. Have you ever used yeah. the flex leverage row, the the back yes. row? It's incredible. Yeah. I have the not. shoulder press, the converging chest press, huh. the the I, the I love leg that. extension, the ham tractor. I, I mean, yeah. those things are incredible. Yeah, I really like the old Flex Leverage. And Star Trek, Star Trek bought Flex, and they continued to make all those pieces under the Star Trek line. And some of them are still really good. That They don't yeah. all feel the same. But, like, uh, the one flat press, I think they did a pretty good job on. But I'm not sure about the rest. I haven't tried them all. Huh. But, yeah, those yeah. pieces, if you can get your hands on them. Um, I always see them come up for sale in, like, the East Coast. And I'm like, ah, oh, yeah. damn, shipping for that's going to be like fucking two grand. <laughs> oh, dude, <laughs> I'm as far away as possible. The, if, yeah. You know the Neb- Nebula leg press, the one that Ronnie Coleman made famous. Yeah. They're like impossible to find. And when you do, they're seven, $8,000. Yeah, and then shipping a, them. I mean, he paid they... a pretty penny for his. Mm-hmm. But it's, he, he bought a, a swing squat. Have you ever used one of those? The yeah, the original, the old school squat. ones. Yeah. yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, they're hard to find. Yeah, yeah. I'd have to go. Uh, I I still want to come to Boston, man. I know last time we talked, I talked about how I I I've never been to Boston. Like I'm, Dude. It's kind of one of those American cities I've just like flown over a bunch of times and just never been there. So I I still really want to come there. You know, I'm glad there's come a Boston out. Pro Show now. Yeah, I mean, shit. Yeah. Is that show going to happen again next year? I don't know. They, 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 they're saying it is. Um, I don't know. And I don't know the specifics, but I, I can't imagine that they made any money because they put so much into the show. No kidding. I mean, you had anyone who was everyone from Phil Heath, Jay Cutler, Dexter Jackson, Victor Martinez, Brandon Curry. Um, Jose Raymond. They, they, yeah, but I didn't have to be flown out <laughs> or paid. I was, I was there working for muscular development. And... Um, in the prize money was decent. You know, they had all women's class winners, one uh, $35,000 watch plus their prize money. Dang. The men's winner, um, Bonac won a truck and the prize money and a yeah. uh, $30,000 watch. Um, there was in the, the stage, the lighting, the sound system was phenomenal. Like blew any show you've ever seen away. It felt like you were, I mean, I was 10 feet away from him on stage because I was in the press pit, but it was low and it was perfectly lit. So everyone there, so there was probably 600 seats and then there was probably six people. It was, it was in a ballroom, but a smaller ballroom. And it, it was spectacularly done. Uh, but I can't imagine... They were able to um, make much after putting all that money into it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Man, it's. Yeah. It, I mean, we promote a show, and I mean, I know how it works. Like, you pay the venue and all that stuff. It's, uh, it's, it's. You know, people think promoters make sh- make money on every show, but sometimes the show looks awesome, and there's not a lot of money left after it's over with. <laughs> yeah, I can't imagine there was, you know, but. They're saying it's going to be there. I hope. It, I hope it is. They're trying to bring it to the casino, 
which would have a bigger ballroom. Um, but I, I don't know. I, I hope they do because it was great to have everyone in, in Boston, you know. Um, yeah. It, it, was a, it was a good time. And, uh, you know, it was a really good location, centrally located right in the city, five minutes from Nate's gym. It was walking distance from a bunch of different restaurants. And, um, you know, it was still cold. It'd be nicer if it was in late May or something. Then you can yeah. go to a Sox game afterwards. I want to go to a Bruins game, so I got to come there when they're still playing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, get out here. You know what? What was uh, what was what what was your Arnold weekend like? You know, I only got to see you for a couple minutes there at the booth. We chatted, but it was know, great. How, to how see was you, it, man? You you look like you're uh, um, a BMX biker now. <laughs> you, you look like you, you lean down. I mean, you're a, a tiny 240 pounds. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, hey, 245. It's the smallest I've ever seen you. <laughs> keep keep going. Keep going, going. You yeah. still get the big head, <laughs> but then you ripped arms hanging out of your shoulders. I'm I'm used to seeing this monstrosity of a guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what did you say you were 240, 245? 245, 245 on a good yeah. morning if I'm nice and light. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Svelte. Every I like other to use time I've svelte. seen you, you're tipping around 300. So you're oh, like yeah, half yeah, the guy great. I've seen. But you look great. <laughs> I, now you I'm, can really. I'm, I'm, I, Jose has really a way of saying things tricks. no one else could get away with. <laughs> and I'm oh, like, yeah, he's right. Just, just honesty, it's a compliment. You're, like, yeah, you're, you're so small. <laughs> yeah. I was. I was looking at you, grabbing you. I'm like, holy shit. I've never oh, seen you man. like this. Where'd he go? Oh, but you're geez. lean as hell. That's the good thing. You're you're really good shape. Oh, yeah. I'm like, you know, the leanest I've, you know, I, I walk around leaner than I've ever been in my life uh, without dieting for a show. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I've never been lean like this in any off season I ever had. Cause you know, it was always right. like, you know, trying to eat myself to death. So yeah, you know, said if, we, if he was able to get you that lean, you would have got your pro card much earlier. <laughs> <laughs> years, years prior. Oh man. He's like, I, uh, we, what, we discovered uh, the magic uh, trick 10 years too late. Uh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. How, how do you, uh, how do you feel now walking around the expo, you know, a couple years removed from the stage, you know, all that stuff still got people stopping you for pictures and, Oh, Hey, it's Jose Raymond. And, you know, how does that feel now? Kind of, you know, a couple years away from, you know, all the nonsense, how do you view it? Yeah. Well, it's been four years. And the first thing I noticed is that the younger um, the younger up-and-coming fan base has no clue who I am. Dude, I mean, body so building changes that fast. Yeah. You know, um, I was at a booth with Guy, and young kids are coming up going crazy. Guy, Sister Nino. And they'd look at me and be like, who the fuck's this guy? <laughs> <You know? laughs> and I'm like, oh, my God. If this were just five years ago, it, it was just no, crazy. I bet you know? guy, I guy must have loved that. much in social media. You know? The new crowd doesn't really know. They know who Seabum is. Yeah. They know, you know, all the fitness guys. Um, but they, they, you know, it's just, it's just how it is. But you still had your 
crew of older um, people that knew who I was. And it, it's always good. To oh, see yeah. 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 Especially at the Arnold. There's like a little bit of, uh, you know, the, all those people that drive in from around the area. You know what I mean? There's like a little bit yeah. of an older crowd. I feel like at the Arnold that that, uh, you know, like you said, you still saw a lot of people who knew who you were and all that stuff. So, you know, it's uh, it, it, it felt good to just get back at the expo and talk to people at the booth and all that sort of stuff. And, you know, I keep wondering, too, like, you know, if it wasn't for the podcast, I don't think anyone would have a clue who I was because everyone's like, hey, I love your show. Hey, I love your show. There's yeah. no one that's like there's no one that's like, hey, I used to watch you compete. I don't run into those people. <laughs> yeah, well, you're not going to get too many Canadians up down there. And uh, <laughs> no. yeah, you know, it's weird, man, how fast things change. But it is, you know, I'm still heavily involved in, in doing you know, the business aspect, you know, the, the talking part. Um, I certainly yeah, yeah, am yeah. not getting on stage anytime soon. Um, and I don't look, you know, you can, you look at me and be like, oh, that guy's someone. He definitely works out. But, you know, I'm not like ripping through my body now, you know. There was a time no, where I, I mean, was so swollen where you just laugh at me when you see me. You looked insane. Now man. I kind of look normal. Well, well, what do you weigh now? I mean, you looked you 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 looked super big in your like you look like you look like you're four feet wide still, Jose. But but you're like what do you what do you weigh? I have no idea. I'm like two twelve, ironically enough. <laughs> right, ironically enough, you spend yeah. spend the re- spend your retirement right at two twelve. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's slightly yeah, I mean, different body comp though. Exactly. Exactly. I mean. <laughs> That's what I say. I'm like, I'm basically the weight I was when I competed. Hmm. I haven't changed a bit. I'm the same person. Right. Exactly well, the same. I was rock hard at, at <laughs> 212 before, you know. Now I'm a little, yeah. you know, I got a dad bought at 212. It's funny you, you know? brought yeah. that up. It's funny you brought that up that, that you know, how fast things move. Because when we were getting ready to, to get plugged in and record, that's something I was thinking about. Because... I remember, you know, plugging in, watching like all your videos on MD and, you know, all the interviews you did and seeing you compete and being like, you know, Jose's going to be at this show. And I, and I know how fast the sport moves. Like somebody can create, somebody can commit like a heinous crime. And then like two years later, nobody knows who they were in bodybuilding anymore. And they're all buying that person's supplements, you know, or somebody can be a fantastic athlete. And then five years later, it's like, I don't know who that guy is. I, I, but I, I guess what I'm curious of is, can you tell me or tell us, like, what's your perspective on bodybuilding today versus literally just a few years ago when you were competing? Because like you said, you're still really plugged into it. How, what would you say is different or what's the direction things are moving? Like, what's, let me ask you this, what's good about it? What's happening that's good in your opinion that wasn't happening maybe a few years back? Well, there, there's a lot of good. There, there's still some freaks from the old guard that are uh, like a Bonac and, and Brandon Curry. And yeah. There, there's and Steve Kuklo. These guys are still doing really well. And, and, you know, that's the bodybuilding that I grew up loving. And, Me and, too. And, and, and still enjoy seeing that hardcore uh, base of guys that are, are still really good. Um, and then there's the younger guys coming up with like Ian and Hunter and 
and Nick Walker and, and um, you know, I'm sure I'm missing some guys, but there's a great crew of guys that are coming up. Um, some of the 212 guys are outstanding. Um, you know, I think the core group that I came up with put so much into the 212 division and promoting it and traveling the world and getting it out there and bringing the heat every time. It was never just like two guys, you know, there was six guys. And you're all peeled. Right, right. That all looked unbelievable and all had some swagger and all had a mouth and all had, you know, really promoted the show really well. And today it's, it's, um, it's almost like, these guys don't know each other. They don't get along as well. Huh. Um, I, I don't know. It, it's 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 a different vibe for sure. Yeah. Where you know we did we did everything together. We were everywhere around the world together, huh. and um, and we're all very close. You know, um, to this day we still talk regularly. Whether it's you know Flex, Eduardo, David, Henry. You know, there's a there's a whole crew of us that that still, you know, of what we had done, and um, and would like to see it continue on. So that's why it hurts to see the Arnold didn't have it, yeah. and, and has gotten rid of it. I don't I don't understand that at all. Um, but you know, other great things are that is that the um, men's classic is blowing it out of the water. It's um, really, um, I I don't want to say mainstream because it's not mainstream, but it's opening a lot of eyes. Um, Hmm. A lot of people who would look at Jay Cutler and be like, oh, God, (laughs) you know, will look at a Urz or a Chris Bumstead or or, um, uh, Ramondino there um, and be like, holy shit, that guy looks awesome. And it's somewhat attainable. Yeah, you know, um, a little, a little. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, I I know a lot of young kids that I'll be at say a family party Thanksgiving, and a lot of the older relatives will introduce me to their, you know, niece or nephew kids, young kids, junior yeah. high, high school age, and they'd be like, Jose was a pro bodybuilder, you know, and they're like, oh yeah, you know, see bum, and I'm like, <laughs> I just laugh. <laughs> Yeah, 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 I know who he is. That's they all know who he is. That's kind of cool because Instagram. Yeah. It's yeah. not like they're even into bodybuilding, but they've seen a million of the videos on Instagram and stuff. Yeah. Um. So it's, there is a lot, a lot getting out there. These guys are doing a good job. Uh, you know, even Regan Grimes is really good at getting out there and, and getting to the masses. Everyone knows who Regan is. Um. Even though he's, you know, he's not Jay Cutler, yeah, um, but he's doing a great job. I, I cool. was never yeah. good at the video stuff. The only good videos you saw were because someone was hired to do the video. Okay, like I, if it was left to my devices, <laughs> I, I wouldn't have got it done. Yeah. yeah, I didn't particularly like it. I didn't mind talking and being a clown, but I, I just. I'm more of the guy that just loves to train. Yeah. I love to train. Yeah. I love the process. I love to suffer. I love to freak people out. 
And that's why I was into bodybuilding. It wasn't so people could critique my incline presses, you know? Um, sure. Yeah. I didn't care what anyone else thought. I never did. I did it for me and for Steve Weinberger. If he was the judge. Yeah. I wanted yeah. to make him happy. Right. You know, that's all right. I cared about. What, when, when you were naming guys there, um, it was so funny because I was naming guys in my head and I was like a name ahead of you and you named the exact yeah. same list as me. And, yeah. I, you know, I, I, I honestly, you know, I've been to like, I don't know, something like 17 Olympias or 20 Olympias or something. And um, I got to say that some of my favorite moments ever were David Henry, Eduardo, you and Flex like all battling out in oh yeah in the the 212 and and you know some amazing like coin toss finishes with all four of you you know what i mean that sort of thing just yeah. really really competitive hardcore so i want to get your i want you to sum up each one of those guys as like as like a foe like when you were competing against them, what did you think of them? Like, like Eduardo Correa, what, what would you say about Eduardo? If someone said, what's the deal with that guy as a competitor? So as far as what I needed to do to beat him or what would made him great? Yeah. 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 What made him great? Yeah. Like how do you what see made Eduardo back? great, Especially as we were coming up as he was such a good looking dude, you know, he had the perfect skin, perfect hair, and then he, the conditioning, he outconditioned everyone. He was the hardest, craziest looking guy. Yeah, he and was. And he was in shape at like 225. Hmm. And don't forget, he had to get down to 202 because we used to do 202 together. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And he was just incredible. But of course, we train, we train hard, we eat. He outgrew not only the 202, but the 212 division. Hmm. And then he had to just suck down. And I think the act of having to suck down so bad is what contributed to some of his injuries. Hmm. Uh, and on, the injuries affected him. Um, who, who didn't have the perfect structure to begin with, you know. He had he had um, real wide shoulders, but a wide rib cage, and then he didn't have a huge sweep on his quads. So that's why I knew I could beat him. Hmm. Um, the first few years, I didn't beat him. You know, and he was I didn't see myself beating him until I started really analyzing things. I was like, okay, he's beatable. Um, hmm. And the more I grew, the more my shape took on you know a better look. Um, but he was, he was unbelievable. As far as conditioning, I don't think anyone ever in any division was harder than him. You know, th there, there was, was a couple some of years where he was unfucking believable. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think he's personally been overlooked many, many times. I could see that. Um, yeah. Yeah. Just because it, if those things I said, like he doesn't have ideal structure and i certainly don't either but um when you combine the structure with uh lack of huge quad sweep um it it, it hurts his structure now that's not to say he had small legs because he didn't the same thing yeah, with yeah. david henry never had small legs hmm. it's the shape of the leg 
So if you see Eduardo from the side in a side chest, he had the biggest leg in the lineup. Huh. His leg from the side was huge. It just didn't bow out from his hips. Yeah. So it it it, it it's a different look. Um but yeah, I mean, if you were to ask me who is the top 5 greatest 212 competitor of all time, it's it's, it's Eduardo for sure. No kidding. His name That's is cool. right. Without yeah. question. What, what what about David Henry? How did you see him? Again, very similar, but David had better structure. Um, you know, teeny tiny hips. Um, the, David's only issue that I would say was uh, that he tried to compete too big. He tried to keep up with the weight class. Hmm. And he would hear that, oh, Flex is at two, 209, 210. I got to weigh the same. And his bone structure is half the size of Flex. So David would have been the best at 200 pounds, 202, 203, never getting close to 210, 212, which he often did. Um, you know, his upper body could hold it. His chest, he's got one of the heaviest chests in bodybuilding. and His back was, was crazy. Yeah. Um, but when he's not super conditioned, he was beatable because those little structural flaws um, would stand out next to someone who's, who's bigger. And I'm structurally a bigger person than him. So when I was at my absolute peak, hmm. I looked a lot bigger than him standing next to him um, because, you know, I, I actually had as much muscle, finally, and it was on a bigger bone structure. So I just hmm. looked like I was 25 pounds bigger than him at times. And we were actually close to the same weight. Um, and especially I got stupid hard. And, and he, when he didn't get hard, again, it it it, it was uh, it hurt his his entire look. Some guys can get away with being slightly off because hmm. they have superior structure yeah. um, and other things going for them. But um, yeah, he again is clearly one of the greatest of all time, um, and still yeah. at it, still going at it. He's only. Uh, two months younger than me, and, and he competed last year and won a show. Yeah, that's and, uh, crazy. I don't see he didn't announce a retirement of any form. Um, yeah, but David, I loved the two hundred two version of him, hmm. and and when he continued to compete, because even at two hundred two, he was winning at one ninety one, one ninety two. That was the weight he was right. when he was winning. So then, when yeah, it people don't realize how light he was, right? Because he looks like a freak. And he's not missing anything. David has crazy calves, crazy hamstrings, Ronnie Coleman glutes. Like, like he's got great legs. It's just like similar to Eduardo. The insertion of them is is not, you know, it's not ideal to have a big sweeping quad. It, from the side, it looks uh, incredible. And, and yeah, you know, his back, everything was just, just outrageous. That it's is a, very odd to beat. It's funny. What, no, what of, about? I was going to say, out of these two guys you've mentioned so far, I can tell you that I immediately visualize, of course, I can't help but think of Art Eduardo's tricep. 
just the shape yeah, that he yeah. had in those nasty striations and feathers in it. That famous like, pick. He had like the coolest yeah. tricep ever, ever. And then when I think of Dave Henry, I think about when he would hit that, like that hands clasp, most muscular, and just like the yeah. shoulders, the chest, the arms. Like that was one of my favorite poses on a bodybuilder ever. And we're just talking about two guys so far. And they, they both of them, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's one of my favorite shots ever. That's one of my favorite shots yes. ever. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. know what I mean? They yeah. both had what, iconic no. moments. Iconic. Yeah, that's the right word. Yeah. What, you know, what about? Um, uh, unfortunately, he tore that tricep. Yeah, I know. I know. Eduardo. Yeah. yeah. What, what about what about flex? I mean, you faced the greatest Whew. short bodybuilder in history. Year after year after year <laughs> after year, and uh, I mean, you know what? What do you think looking back on all those battles with Flex? Because you guys were one and two how many times? Oh, I have no idea. A couple, at, at least, least a right? dozen, I would say. Yeah, <laughs> yeah well, I guess maybe more than that. <laughs> I mean, so you know, how how do you see that? How do you see Flex now looking back on him? I see him. He had everything that we talk about. He had the muscle tie-ins, insertions. He had the structure, the bone structure, crazy width. He had the work ethic. He had the politics. It's a very important word. It's, now I'm not saying that he won because of politics. I'm saying he knew how to play the game. He hmm. is a winner from start to finish. Now, in order to win something, you got to know how to win. In order to win something seven years straight, you got to be a master at winning. You got to know how to win even when you shouldn't. And that's <laughs> what he was great at. There were many times in seven years that you could say, hmm, I would have gave it to Eduardo. Hmm, I would have gave it to David. Hmm, I would have gave it to Jose. Um, but guess what? Flex won because he knows how to win. And that's what makes the difference between a winner and a loser. Hmm. is that thing he has that he's had since he was a little kid and makes him a champion his entire life at everything he does. That's crazy. Shitting me. Mom, I'll call you back. I'm doing a podcast. (laughs) All right, I'll call you when I'm done. (laughs) Bye. God damn it. Hey, that's it. It says a lot about you. You're still taking calls from your mom in the middle of the day. That's a good, that's a good sign. Yeah. Yeah. I even talked to her in a bit, so I had to at least pick it up. Well, she would, the only way to shut it off would be to answer it and hang up on her. So the best option was to not hang up on my mom. (laughs) No, I'll call you back. But, uh, yeah, so, so Flex, there's so much. I could talk about him for hours. Um, you know, a lot of stories you guys may or may not have not heard. You know, he was an entrepreneur as a young kid. He was selling pigeons. He was breeding them and selling them. He started a moving company when he was in high school. He's, you know, he's always been ahead of the curve when it comes to, you know, being smart and how selling things. And he sells himself on stage and everywhere he goes. And he sells. He wins. You know, he knows how to do this crazy shit that used to drive me nuts. Every pose, he would step forward. So we're all stepping forward with him. 
And then he steps forward, and we all step forward with him. <laughs> then he looks at the head judge and looks at us and goes, come on, guys, back up, back up. <laughs> and the judge is like, yeah, back up, guys. I'm like, I'm looking at him like, are you fucking – there's a picture that I, I posted on my Instagram of me pointing at the line at him, being like, don't you go over that fucking line. And, and he, him laughing. And, and I have it on my Instagram. And, and it was the very moment I'm pointing at the line because it was last call out 2015, just me and him. Yeah. I'm like, don't you fucking dare do that. Because he would always make, he would be the one doing it. And then. Be like, come on, guys, Jesus, <laughs> enough. You know. I never heard that and one then before. And then giggle. And then <laughs> when Arnold oh. was on stage with Sergio, and Arnold was like, "Oh, I'm tired. We sh let's get out of here. The judges don't want to see us anymore." And then they walk off stage. Sergio leaves, and Arnold turns back and starts <laughs> posing again. <laughs> and said, "Oh, he quit. He quit. I win." You know. That's you know that's those are the fucking games that Flex played. <laughs> Same kind of shit. He knew how to fuck with you. He knew how to win the show. He knew how to do everything. And in mental warfare, he was definitely uh, highly skilled at that. So, that's, you know, that's I amazing. At the moment, I would be pissed. I'm like, that I bet. prick. You know, he just, he just he flew out to Pittsburgh a week before the Olympia. Oh, just checking in, paying your respects. I'm sure. Yeah, okay. You know, I never played those games. I could have drove four hours. Steve, Steve, I didn't do that. I just trained, let my freaking physique do the talking. And uh, yeah, you know, you know, you can tell I'm really not affected by this. Fucking no. uh, I don't care. It's there's no, there's no trauma. And, and, and you know what? These are all the reasons I love Flex, and I and I tell people this all the time. And you know, even his, his family is is very, very business oriented. Very smart people. His mom would always come in to to, to pay her respects and say hello at the uh, meet and greet at the Meet the Olympians the night before. You know, she's she's strategizing herself. She. Walk over with her cane and look at me, and you know, make sure I didn't look, you know, leaner than flex or anything. How you doing? How you doing? I would talk to her for like ten minutes. Then she'd be like, she pinch your cheek work. a little. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big hugs, kisses, and then she'd say, you know, get back to work. You got to sell that stuff. Sell it all. Don't let me bother you. I'm like, nah, I'd rather talk to you. And she's like, no, no, no. Sell all this stuff. She was he was a hustler, you know. She's would she would she, would she put any digs in there? Would she be sell all this stuff because Flex is almost sold out? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Flex has already made thirty grand. What have you made? I'm like, I don't know, five hundred. Oh, you you got some catching up to do. I'm like, yeah, yeah. How can she sounds like Mrs. Doubtfire? I don't know how that happened. But. It fit. It oh worked. man, yeah, that was a good yeah. accent. It was a good accent. That was good. Yeah, I'm no, gonna, she's uh, adorable. Flex I is awesome. I could go on forever with these guys, and um, you know, um, who else? Kevin English. It'd be oh, totally yeah. ridiculous to not mention Kevin. A lot of guys. Don't mention them because they either forget huh. or they're like, oh, well, that was 202. Well, we all came up in 202. Yeah. Um, Kevin, 2010, was one of the most unbeatable 
physiques ever because he looked 230 and he was only 202 and, and he he had a he had a run of eight nine was it nine ten eleven yeah nine ten eleven he won and he was pretty spectacular and um you know he had the arm length of you know like a six foot tall guy in the in the in the shoulder width and then the tiny tiny hips like a david henry so at his best he was damn near unbeatable hmm. and you know like anyone injuries happen and um and he, you know he just he couldn't train the way he wanted to and and you know the father time catches up he's a few years older than me um so yeah, he 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 was incredible. It would be stupid to not name Kevin, and, and he's a great guy. I love Kevin. Always got along good with him. It's just you know when you're a champ, and then like that, it's over. And this this new guy, Flex Lewis, is all the rage, and and it's like you were just swept under the rug. He kind of just went off into the pasture and never. Hmm. Had much to do with anything after that, and, and um, it's unfortunate because he has a lot to offer and a uh, a lot to talk about, and, and um, stories to tell, and a lot to share. Uh, and, and you know, we don't we didn't see much from him, but um, he was. I awesome. was very lucky. I got to train with Kevin at Bev's one time. Oh, no kidding! Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was awesome. We had a, a big long chest workout. I trained with him and Juan. And nice. um, we hammered like this massive superset chest workout. We must have done like 30 sets. I couldn't believe how much volume they did. This endless sets. It yeah. was crazy. But I was like, okay, well, I guess we're still training chest. Crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lots. Like we used every single machine at Bev's, I think, and all the free weights too. It was, it was quite, the, quite the workout. And I remember we had, a, we had, a, I had a camera guy filming, actually. And after like 90 minutes, he's like, how much more do you have for chest? And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> and he's like, he's like, is this a chest video? Like, like, we're not gonna be able to fit it all in. Like, we're running out of t- like, we can't. We're just making a chest video here. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. it was pretty funny. But those guys, man, they they're animals. But I was very fortunate. I got to train at Bev's with Kevin, and he was the nicest guy, man. So hospitable. He is and cool, and and I'd never met him until that day. But he was just like, oh, hey, you know. And then it was just super easy to chat with and. And, and I mean, that was probably 2013 or 14. So he had retired by then, but I yeah. mean, he still was like walking around, like how tall is he? He's walking around like two. He's my height. Like five, four. Fucking huge. He's five, four. He's wide. He was still probably two fifty back then. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Quite the guy. What uh, let's I know Scott had some really good listener questions. We didn't want to miss on. you. Oh yeah. I had some listener questions, but they were, uh, they were all just like random stuff that we we picked up from the previous episodes. So, oh, that's cool. Throw cool. a few out. Yeah, let me let me gather them up here. I, uh, of course, I was prepared. And I'm not prepared anymore. So, give me just a second here. Um, <clears throat> let's see what we got here to start. Oh, this is a Ron question, actually. So I don't even know where oh. we're gonna go here. Yeah, let's see. But okay. he says um, this is a question for Ron. As someone who worked in bars my whole life, I've heard some crazy stories, and I have a few myself, involving many different characters. I don't need the craziest story, but just maybe tell us one 
you never have said before. Thanks. Love the show. This and RX are the only things that I watch now on YouTube. Hey, by the way, on that note, uh, Dusty did tell us he was like, get Jose to tell stories about when we've traveled because there's a lot of stories that haven't even been out there. So we, I'm just going to throw that out there to just, you know, simmer, simmer on that one for right now. Okay. Stories. Yeah. We're going to need some travel stories from Jose. He, they, he wants a crazy bar story. Oh man. It's, it's funny. Cause that stuff just gets like so regular, you know, you're like, oh, yeah. there's another night at work, you know, like that sort of stuff. Um, I mean, my best stories are all about making money because <laughs> that's what I was there to do. Hey, what's going on, guys? I'm going to take a brief moment to shout out our sponsors. I'll make it quick, but this stuff's super important because it's our sponsors that help to make this show possible. If it wasn't for them, we wouldn't be here. And if it wasn't for you shopping with our sponsors, we wouldn't be here either. You can support our programming by shopping with truenutrition.com. They're our title sponsor. They've supported us for a number of years. They have awesome health and performance supplements. You can ask Skip or Dusty or Scott Stevenson all about True Nutrition and they'll tell you how good of a company they are. Hardcore bodybuilders have trusted them for over 15 years now. Use our code THINK, you'll get some savings, you'll support our programming. If you're in Canada, you can shop with supplementsource.ca. They have highly discounted supplements, discounts on bulk orders, and free shipping over $99. Check them out. And finally, you can directly support our programming on Patreon. I'll have links below for Patreon and everything else. We're taking more questions over there, and I appreciate everybody who's already helping to directly support our programming through our Patreon. All right, guys, thanks for hanging with me. Let's get back to the show. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I wasn't there to meet chicks or get in fights or anything like that. I was there to, like, talk to the the guys in the band and make as much money as I could. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I'll, I, I will tell, someone asked me, I, I will tell a story that came up the other day just because it's fresh in my memory. But um, I remember someone, someone asked me about like getting hurt at work. And I remember one time there was a fight right in front of my bar. And uh, there was this huge dude. And he was like, like big, like six foot six giant hand like big motherfucker right and you could tell he was an oil rig guy because you can tell they spot these guys they come into the bar they got a bunch of money they just got out of the camp you know and i think he was i think he was like partying pretty hard like he seemed like he was coked out of his mind and he was just flipping out and he was like flipping tables over and like pushing people and just like losing it. and all the doormen were in there and he was like throwing guys off and i jumped the bar and I got behind him. <clears throat> so I grabbed him and took him down and we both fell down to the ground. I was just trying to help. And we hit the ground and I rolled on top of him and sort of got his arms and the door guys all got in and they took him away. And he was screaming and yelling. They take him out the door. And, and I remember standing there and I was like, holy shit, I'm so tired. Yeah. I'm so tired. And I was trying to get my breath and I was just sitting there on a, on a chair and I was like, man, my cardio is fucking terrible. I can't believe how bad my cardio is. Like I was only 30 <laughs> seconds of wrestling with this guy and I'm like super out of breath. Yeah. Anyways, this goes on for like five minutes and I'm like getting more and more tired. I'm like, holy, I can't recover. And I lean against the wall for a second and then I walk away and this one girl I work with, she like screams. She's like, ah! And I turn and look, and there's like a bloody body print of my head and my entire back on the wall. <laughs> oh, shit. 
and I'm wearing all black, right? And I realize I feel the back of my head and I've got a giant open gash like this, like as fat as my finger on the back of my head. So when we hit the ground, I think my head hit some of the broken glass that was on the ground, but it, I didn't even feel it. Right. Cause adrenaline, I didn't even know I hit my head, but I hit my head on something and there was some broken glass. So we're kind of think that was what it was. And, um, I was bleeding like a stuck pig out of my head, man. I bled so much out of that cut. Like, you know how sometimes people cut their head and it just fucking yeah. Yes, running out of the back of my head for like five minutes, and I didn't know it. <laughs> You're going to tough it up. Black, so. You're going to tough yeah, it up and, and go dark. back to work. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like trying to get behind the bar, and I was like, man, I'm so like really, like I'm really tired. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder why. <laughs> so, yeah. So I had to go to the hospital. I got eight stitches in the back of my head. Oh, God. But that was just, just the shit that can happen at the bar, you know, like you don't even feel it. You don't even realize. I know guys that have been stabbed and they don't even know they've been stabbed like 10 minutes after a fight. And they're like, really, really having a hard time recovering. And they realize they're like, Holy shit, I got a hole in my gut. Yeah. I know a couple of guys that have had that happen, but you just never know, man. You know, got to be ready. I know that when you're a big guy, people pick you out to fight. And they're like, hey, I can take this guy or whatever. But I, I just was thinking to myself, I couldn't imagine picking a fight with Jose at his biggest. Did you ever have people that would want to? Because I just couldn't imagine it. Like, you're not the guy that I'd be like, hey, motherfucker, you know, you think you're so big. <laughs> but, I didn't I didn't go out much. OK, yeah. like in to be in that situation when I was that big. You know? That makes um, sense. And, and when I do, it, it doesn't deter idiots, you know. <laughs> they look at me and, no. and they, they're like, well, he's jacked, but he's really short, so I could probably take him. Oh. He'd be a good one to fuck, you know. <laughs> um, it's just, I, I didn't go out because it was so stupid, like the amount of comments you'll get. Some either just dumb, trying to be funny, or... Yeah, he's getting annoyed you know, and bothered. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I get used to it. I just don't even pay attention. My, my, you know, significant other at the time would be like yelling at people or staring at people when we're out at restaurants. I'm like, why bother? What are you doing? I didn't even notice that. Yeah. You know, you noticed. I don't, I don't pay attention to it anymore. I'm used to it. That's what Dusty said uh, last week, too. Remember we were talking about that, Ron? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I said that. Oh, I said bl- I oblivious. Get- I don't look like this to not be noticed. Yeah. Like, I, don't, I don't really care. It doesn't bother me. You know? Yeah. It, it is what it is. Ooh. But it, here's a quick story for, yeah. about Dusty. We were in Sydney, Australia, and we had a long, crazy day. And we had been going and going and going, and it was time for us to eat. And the guy that we were with was kind of a um, – kind of a, a, a dorky guy um and he was like we're like listen we we, we need a break we're, we're gonna go eat lunch on the water um and, and have some drinks over so where the um the sydney opera house is there's like a whole row of bars and stuff right on the water there it's a beautiful awesome place and we're like that's where we're going and the guy's like oh, well i'm going to see the koalas I'm like you do that, have fun, and uh, and he goes, well, I'm taking the credit card, and and uh, Dusty's like, no, you're not. Then you can come to lunch with us first, 
because it was the company card. So like he yeah. he wanted to go see fucking koala bears, <laughs> and we're like, no, dude, we just worked hours on end. We want to go eat, and that's what we're gonna do. Yeah. Keep in mind, Dusty's always the voice of reason with me. Like Jose, don't kill this. You know, and he's always on edge around this because he's he's just one of those. I don't know how to explain it. At the time, he was young and eager and wanting to impress us, and nothing was impressive. And, and he was annoying. So fast forward to we go to the uh, to the restaurant because he told the kid he had a talk with the kid, and I'm waiting. I'm having a drink by myself, waiting. The kid comes out and he's crying, like wailing, like a four-year-old, like ah, crying. I'm like, dude, what's the matter? He's like, oh fuck this, I'm going home, I'm getting out of here. I'm like, what is it? What is going on here? Finally, Dusty comes out, just smiling. He's like, hey, I just got off the phone with the owner of the company. I'm like, what happened? He's like, I, I, I told him he's he's coming with us. He's gonna eat with us. We're using the credit card. If he goes to see a koala, I'm going to fucking kill him. And I'm like, dude. It was like, if you go see koala bears, I'm going to kill you. Because he was on his last third. He was very hungry. Yeah, you're the one telling me to calm down. And you're supposed to be protecting this kid from me. And now he's crying his eyes out. Yeah. So the owner of the company had to call from California and calm Dusty down. And, they, and he, the guy's like laughing too. Like, wait, what happened? Yeah, yeah. This kid wants to go see koalas? And he had to explain this to the boss. Yeah, I'm sorry, but I kind of threatened to kill him. Because he wanted to go koalas. He's like, what do you mean koalas? He's like, dude, we've been working 12 hours straight. We need to stop and eat and relax. Yeah. yeah. And the, the, the boss, the, the owner totally understood. But it was it's funny. Dusty's the last person on earth you would expect any violence, you know? He had to be really but hungry, he, I'm thinking. He, it must have been a really he long was day. He very hungry yeah. and tired, and we deserved a day off. <laughs> and so we got it. We had so much fun, so much fun. We were drinking mojitos. <laughs> right on the, uh, And the weather was beautiful. No koalas. And then Dusty told you the story where I was pissing. I had to piss yeah. that. And a couple cops walk over. And I'm like, ah, oh, fuck it. I can't stop now. So I'm just pissing. Yeah. And they get wait for me. And the dude's like, Jose, what's up? <laughs> and I'm like, hey, I thought I was getting arrested. Yeah. And it was a bodybuilding yeah. fan, a cop. And uh, yeah. that helped let us off there. That's always uh, funny when cops are the ones that stop you. Because there's that moment where you're like, oh, shit. Right, yeah, exactly. you know, just that natural reaction when a cop stops you. I've had that a few times. Yeah. Um, yeah, I remember I was actually on the street one time. I was on the street in like a Canadian, another Canadian city, and there was like a beat cop, and he looked at me, and goes, "Hey," and he like walks over towards me, and I'm like, "Oh fuck, what does this guy want?" Right, and you know, yeah. and he just goes, "You're Ron Parlo," and I was like, "Yeah." It's <laughs> like, "Oh yeah, I want you to blah blah blah, I want your mutant stuff." And he's like talking to me, but there's that moment with cops where you're just like, "What's this guy want?" Yeah, what did I do? What's this guy want? Yeah, you know, what you did never I do? know. You know, I yeah, was yeah. Uh, I was I was in England once, and while I was there, a buddy of mine gave me a, a bottle of Anadrol, 
So I was using Tamanadrol. And I stupidly put it in my my um, toiletry bag, not thinking. I make it home to customs, and I'm going through the, the thing, and it's a young kid, and he's like, hey, Jose, the Boston Mass. And I'm like, hey, what's up, man? How you doing? And uh, he's like, oh, where you doing? Where you coming from? I'm like, oh, I just came in from uh, England. I had a guest appearance here. And, um, you know, I'm just heading home. He's like, oh, oh, good, good, good to see you, man. Congratulations. And he's going through my stuff. And he picks up the bottle of the Anadrol and he goes, huh. Just keeps going. <laughs> nice. He looked at it and, and, like, you know, he either didn't know what it was, thought it was a supplement, thought it was that, or just didn't give a fuck. Like, and I was sweating. I'm like, oh my God. Yeah, yeah. This did not just happen. Like I, it was an accident. I never would have brought a bottle of Anadrol through the friggin' thing. And the kid's like, "Hey, how you doing? What is this? Uh, oh yeah, Anadrol uh, must be good. Puts it away. Yeah, it yeah. lets me go through." I was like, "That was That's the scariest thing ever." And then one time I was in Adelaide. I, I had just competed in Korea. I went from Korea to Adelaide, and I had one Anavar pill. In my toiletries, one that was it, and I'm like, okay, I'm, I, I didn't even know I had it. So I'm going through customs. They look at me. They're like, yeah, he's a big dude. Um, they like, come to this line. I go to the next line. It's like a movie. They open the shade. It's the same guy. He's like, how you doing? Come over to this line. I'm like, all right. What game are we playing here? They go through. Come out with a glass bottle and shake it and go, this is Anavar. And I'm like, okay. They're like, you can either pay a fine, $360, or you can fight it in court and never be allowed to come back to Australia. Oh, shit. And I'm like, wow, what a racket they got here. And I'm like, here's my credit card. Go ahead. Bang. Oh, God. They banged me for really? 360 bucks. One Anavar. Dude, they had it in a glass vial. They went in the back room. I'm talking five minutes. Changed it, tested it, came out. They're like, this is Annabelle. Oh, my God. Like, wow. No. I'm amazed. Australia is the worst. I've heard of that. Ever. Of any place ever to try to go that. to. If you have anything. I've heard that, too, Crazy. with people that are, you know, like people who do the shipping thing and they try to get things shipped to them. I heard that. That they will per, they will prosecute like for anything like one bottle of test pro yeah. you're going down like they're gonna raid your house and stuff kind of stuff yeah. that's crazy yeah, yeah. Luckily, that's funny that they knew the it was world Anabar. is so small now anywhere we go we can make a you know WhatsApp someone hey can you grab me this while I'm over there <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, I ain't bringing shit anywhere no way. God, yeah. No, 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 no. I've I remember traveling with Johnny Jackson, and uh, we both got pulled together at customs a couple times. Once was going into England, and once was which they never pulled me ever. We got pulled going into England yeah. once, and then we got pulled uh, coming back, coming into Canada. We got pulled together one time, but there's been two times where. We got pulled and they were opening our bags. Like they started to, the one time it was me and Johnny and they started with Johnny. So Johnny put his bag up and they opened it. 
and they do the thing like, do you, did you pack this yourself? You know, and they ask you those questions yeah, yeah. and the one guy yeah. starts to root, he starts to root through Johnny's bag and another customs guy walks over and he just sort of like, you could tell he was senior to the other guy. And he just like puts his hand on his shoulder and gives him like, it's okay. Like that. And just closes Johnny's bag. And he goes, here you go, Johnny. And like, he knew who Johnny was. Nice. And he like, stopped, <laughs> he like stopped the search. <laughs> He's like, yeah. like the guy just started digging and he's like, it's okay. And he just closed the bag and slid it over to Johnny. And then he looked at me and he goes, you guys have a good one. And we both just walked out quickly. It's like Very he quickly. didn't want to, yeah. didn't even want to open our bags. Like, don't bother these guys. So that cool. was pretty cool. Yeah. That was like, uh, that was like the best customs experience, you know, at the end of the day, yeah. you're like, oh, fuck, you know, dude, you know, I, didn't have anything the anyways. The custom but. experience was in Kuwait. I landed in Kuwait. Ah. And as I'm coming up to the thing to give him my passport, the guy, this guy's with machine guns standing there like this. The guy looks at me and is like, oh, oxygen. He points at me and says, oxygen. <laughs> He's like, oxygen. Yeah. And next thing I know, Abdullah is running from out back, comes up, hugs me, grabs my luggage. Nobody checked my passport. <laughs> Nobody looked at my luggage. Nothing. I got off a plane. And I, I got hugged by Abdullah and pulled through and, and out the door. Hell, yeah. Nobody looked at yeah. anything. I could have had 1,000 kilos of Coke with me. You should have. And, and I know. I, you I, should I have. Known, you know? <laughs> yeah. Next time, just take some. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. I mean, now that I know. Yeah. But um, <laughs> it's incredible. And then on the way leaving – this guy was a huge bodybuilding fan, and he brought us all into a room, and we're all looking at each other like, what the hell? Uh, Louis Marco was with us, and Louis oh, like no panicking. Way. He's like, no, no, this guy's uh, this guy. Louis somehow learned Arabic that weekend and is speaking Arabic. <laughs> with and we're like, what's going on here, dude? He's like, he, he says this, he's drunk. He's this guy's drunk and he's just trying to party with us. I'm like, we're trying to catch our flight. He's holding us in the office. We're all looking at each other. It was me, Tim Gardner, Louis oh Marco. God. Yeah. And we're all scared shit. Like, cause the guy was very weird. And he was like a senior official putting his feet up on the table, smoking butts. And like, and we're all sitting there like, and he's like, you you like cookies? I get you cookies. I'm like, yeah, I like cookies. <laughs> so we're in there fucking eating cookies. And Tim Gardner's like, what the fuck are you doing? You're eating cookies. I'm like, yeah, yeah, have one, dude. <laughs> good. We're just waiting. I'll get you tea. You want tea? And finally, we realized that this guy just wanted to hang out with us. Huh. He wanted to kill time with us until our flight got there. And we're like, no, we can't miss our flight. He's like, I walk you to the plane. He walked us all on the plane and made sure everything was great. He was just kind of a bodybuilding nerd that wanted to hang out with us. That's kind of we cool. Shit. I mean, outside yeah. of the scared part, like if you knew what was actually going on, you're like, yeah, I'll get an escort to the plane and we're going to eat cookies and tea. You yeah. Know? <laughs> no, we had no idea. He came out with a dead serious face and was like, come with me. Yeah. Yeah. We're all like, Fuck. What do you mean come with you? And he's like, sit down. And then he had some little <laughs> servant that was like getting them all the stuff, get them cookies. I'm like, yeah, yeah, get me some cookies. And uh, 
We didn't know what for. Like, why were we into the room? He didn't ask us. And he seems so grumpy. Question. Yeah. Yes. Yes. He, he just wanted to smoke his butts and talk to us while we sat there. I love that Jose's terrified. So I love that Jose's terrified, but he's still just sitting there eating these cookies. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Well, you might as well. Yeah. Dude, I just competed. I think it was my like fifth show of the fall. I had done the Olympia. I had done Korea, Prague. Um, like fucking, it was like my fifth show of that year, uh, of that fall. And yeah. I'm like, I need some fucking cookies. I'm like, I could yeah, just see. Yeah, I'll have some cookies. I could just see Tim Gardner cool. looking at you. What the fuck are you doing? Like, yeah, exactly. He was scared shit. And I'm like, I don't know, dude, but I'm eating these cookies. I'm like, have some. I'm like, it was, you know, like, I don't know. What, what is the cookie shop here in America? Where, where it's uh, Mrs. Something. Mrs. Fields? They make, is that it? Yes. Yeah, yeah. They make these unbelievable homemade chocolate chip cookies. Oh, They yeah, had yeah. like a knockoff Mrs. Fields in the Kuwait airport. And he's like, oh, I, get, I get you. I get you the cookies. And he tells the guy, go run it. He's like really hooking you guys up. You didn't have to sit yeah, with like the normal people. I, just, I thought they were just uh, I thought they were just cookies out of a bag. Yeah, but me he's too. Getting the gourmet no. cookies, like he's yes, gourmet cookies. He made him run to go get them, <laughs> and I was going off, and everyone's finally loosening up, watching me eat the cookies. And I think Tim was I'm like, "You want one here? Have a cookie." And they were uh. like, they were dumbfounded, like, "Dude, we're getting fucking seizured here." Yeah. And you're eating cookies. Damn right. <laughs> I haven't had a cookie in uh, four months. I'm not going <laughs> to jail down. hungry. Yeah. yeah. I've never no, heard that great. story. That is fucking amazing right now. That is. Oh, yeah. No. This is a good one. It was scary. Dude, Louis Marco is a fascinating dude. He, I met him in the layover. We were going from, from Boston to, um, to Kuwait, and we had a layover in. in um, Turkey. What's the uh, big airport there? Um, Istanbul. Yeah, Istanbul. And he was there in like a bar while we were hanging out, and I just started talking to him, and and um, and, and I, I I found him to be fascinating, dude. He's very intelligent guy, and I always thought he was just this clown that's on social media, and he speaks like six languages. No kidding. So yeah, and he's on my flight, and then we get to to Kuwait and I'm like um do you speak Arabic he's like no no um he's Albanian he speaks Albanian he speaks Greek he speaks Italian he speaks French speaks Spanish but he didn't speak Arabic so and I know this because we were trying to you know ask questions or whatever and he was like uh yeah so after a week we spent a week there and I could see him slowly start interacting with Abdullah and saying different words and using different terminology and through the week. And then at the show, he's backstage talking a little bit more. Then we get to the airport when we're leaving, and he's fully fluent in Arabic. Huh. That's crazy. <laughs> in a week. Dude, I'm telling you, this kid is yeah. a genius. He's a very bright person. Huh. And That's what they say about if you have enough so languages, languages, you know. Yeah. 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 They and say like all the circuitry crosses over and, yeah. you know. And I was telling him, dude, shut up. Things. You might be saying the wrong shit. <laughs> We're probably getting in trouble 
Because you're telling him to go fuck his mother, and I don't know what you you don't know. He thinks he's helping. He thinks he's helping. Yeah, right. He's like, no, no, let me handle this. He's like, yes, (laughs) exactly. That's how I felt. Like I'm like freaking Louis thinks he knows everything. I'm like, he's talking to. He's like, no, the guy is drunk. He has a drinking problem, and he just wants us to hang out with him. I'm like, did he just tell you that? And he's like, no, but I can tell. And I'm like. What, what are we doing here? He's like, I don't know. He's like, but we need to stay right here. I'm like, I am out of here. I need to go to the bathroom. And I tell the guy, I got I to gotta go to the bathroom. Like, oh, great. I take you. He takes me to the bathroom. Okay. Yes. Takes me up into the, like, first class lounge. What What is that called? Like, um, you know, not normal people can yeah. go there. You have to have a certain. Yeah, 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 yeah. We go in there, and he's like, "Do you like some fruit?" I'm like, "No, nah, man, I, I didn't want to be there anymore." So, I, the piss was like an excuse. Yeah. But he takes me up into this. He's like, "Special bathroom for you." Go ahead. I go into the bathroom. <laughs> You're not going anywhere. To piss. Yeah, and then I come out, and he's got a whole buffet of food. Do you like some food? And I was like, "Yeah, actually, yeah." <laughs> I grabbed a plate of food, and we went back downstairs. Everyone's still in his office. I walk in with a plate of food, and they're like, what the fuck are you doing? They're like, you got cookies? Now you got a fucking plate of food? I'm like, I can't even explain this. I just said I got to get out of here. I was getting anxiety, so I said I had to piss. I didn't know the guy was going to fucking walk me up there to this special place. Like, I just wanted to get out of his office. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he ended up coming oh, with man. me and getting me f- free food, more food, dude. Well, it was incredible. It was, leave it, was, it to it Jose. Was a great time. That, that's that's a great story. We'll we'll wrap with that. I don't think we can that beat doesn't that. Get any funnier? Yeah. No, I can't beat that. That's why I'm like that's perfect punctuation for Jose's yeah. episode. And if you ever because, talk uh, to Tim Gardner or Louis Marco. Um, or my boy Todd, you know Todd, right? Dusty's boy yeah, Todd. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Todd he was with, was with Todd me. was there. Uh, Todd yes. was there. Oh no. <laughs> yes. Todd, ask Todd. He will verify all of this. Todd okay. came with That's me. That's hilarious. I, and, uh, I, I, he didn't get somehow, it on camera. Yeah. Yeah. The Kuwait um, promoters paid for to- uh, Todd's trip. I was like, oh, can you pay for my um, videographer's trip? I'll reimburse you. And they were like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So they paid for him to fly to Boston, and then we fly out together. And then I never – they didn't ask me to reimburse him. They were like, yeah, don't worry about it. We're worth billions. What's your $1,000 yeah. flight? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it awesome, so man. Awesome. I, uh, I'd like to go over there one of these days, so – Hopefully, I get a chance to. You know, they, they keep having the odd event there. Nice, it would nice for there to be a yearly event there. You know, yeah, something we could all, yeah, you know, some some big to go they to. They had so. one last week. The Kuwait Pro, yeah, they didn't have open bodybuilding yeah. though. Yeah, the boy, yeah. Uh, Urz Kalazinski won the men's classic again. So he won Boston, then he won Kuwait. Kuwait. Yep, he's exceptional. That kid. Yeah, yeah. I, I met him at the Arnold. He really is. Uh, how old is he? 23. Yeah, it's crazy. It hurts. It hurts yeah. my soul. Uh, <laughs> okay. Well, thanks for coming on, Jose. We appreciate you filling in for Dusty. Um, 
even I go through right, withdrawal guys. when we don't do an episode. You know, when we miss an episode, I I feel like oh something wrong with my week. You know, yeah. So, uh, appreciate you coming on. It's good to have you. You know, with thirty years That's of right. wisdom and uh, experience and knowledge. Uh, so I always appreciate talking to you, Jose. There's always something I've never my heard pleasure, before. Boys. Yeah, um, and uh, you're always welcome back anytime. Thanks, man. All right, guys. Talk to you soon. Cheers. Remember, Thanks, Jose. It's just bodybuilding. Peace.